the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. So I am not Arthur Idala, but I am Imran Ansari filling in for the great Arthur Idala, who he's always on the go, but he too deserves a, some time off. And he is away uh, with his family uh, getting some well-deserved vacation time. Uh, but that gives you uh, myself filling in, big shoes to fill. Uh, but I also have the great Joni and Alex with me. So we'll be a ragtag bunch on the airwaves tonight, giving you some uh, recaps on the, the news. And I also have two great guests. This is the uh, what Times Square Tuesday we call Times it, right? Times Square Tuesday. Times Square Tuesday here on the Power Hour, and we have Tom Harris of the Times Square Alliance. He's going to be joining us. He's going to give us uh, all the big news coming out of the center of the world. I'd like to call it Times Square, New York, and there's a lot of exciting things going on in Times Square, and he's going to let us know about that. I also have Alan Dershowitz. If you don't know who that is, everybody, you know, you got to check your Wikipedia. You got to, you know, really check up who uh, uh, on your fun facts of great attorneys out there, because I would say he is one of the greatest attorneys uh, that we know in this country. Alan Dershowitz, Professor Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law. And Alan is not only a mentor and someone who I look up to and who I look uh, at his long uh, acclaimed legal career uh, as a lawyer myself and say, wow, look at all those accomplishments. He is also my client, and I am so uh, honored and proud to say that because, you know, listen, as an attorney, uh, to say that you represent Alan Dershowitz, you know, it's it's a real, real honor. So uh, we're going to have Alan Dershowitz on the show to talk about uh, some of the big cases in SCOTUS in the Supreme Court going on right now. Uh, but I want to talk to Joni. Joni Pelzer and Alex, who are also uh, who's also Evening, here How with are you me. feeling tonight? Alex, I doing? want to talk to you about what's the latest in sports. Alex is a big sports fan. I uh, listen. My sports knowledge falls flat at times. Uh, I'm so busy with other things that I sometimes you know miss out on some of the great things going on in our sports, especially New York sports. Of course, we're lamenting uh, the Yankees being out of it. But Alex, can you give us a little recap or uh, some info? on what's going on in sports right now? Well, earlier this afternoon, it was broken that Steve Nash, the coach of the Nets, and I know Arthur loves the Nets, right? You guys love the Nets. Uh, he was fired. Uh, that's right. Head coach Steve Nash, who's this amazing NBA or now coach, gets fired by the Nets after a very rocky 
two and five start. This is a shocker. He he's tried to control three big egos the last couple of years. Imran, if you're following, you know he tried to control Harden and Kyrie and KD, right. and it just he's not been able to. And I think the Nets um, saw that, especially with the Kyrie Irving controversy of late, with the yeah. tweets he's been doing. I think that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back here. Right, Alex, can you just give our, our listeners, I'm sure they know, but a, a little background on what's going on with Kyrie Irving. And I mean, I've seen uh, sort of people on the sidelines, on court side, uh, you know, voicing out, protesting some of the things he's saying. And of course, this is all coming after uh, Kanye West surrounding himself with a lot of controversy there. Really, I would say, uh, committing suicide, career suicide with what he's doing. Um, uh, with his tweets, with his his statements out there. I don't know what's up, but there's also, I think, a big spotlight on some mental health uh, issues going on with Kanye West. But what's what's happening with Kyrie Irving? Well, you can compare and contrast the two, right? So unlike uh, Kanye, who just keeps doubling down on what he's been tweeting, the anti-Semitism he's been tweeting, you know, Kyrie's like, would I ever do that? Would that be me? Of course, you know, why deny it if you've done it? You know, it's just he tried to save grace, and I just don't think it worked. And, of course, I think that's a big reason why they're 2-5. and five. And, of course, Ben Simmons being hurt. But this Kyrie distraction, um, it's been all the last few years he's distracted the team, hasn't he? So he, his tweets are coming back to bite him, and Steve Nash couldn't control any of this, so. Right. And, you know, of course, you know, when you have that distraction, that can affect the whole team, you know, as a whole. And really, uh, you know, we want the Nets to, to win. Right. You know, we we I'm a big Nets fan. Uh, I was originally a Knicks fan. Uh, you know, listen, I'm a, I spread the love. I, you know, I just want New York teams to be doing well uh, and I want the Nets to do well. So hopefully, you know, people focus on the game and not the controversy uh, and things go well with the Nets. You know, there's a lot of uh, other big stories that were really hitting, especially here, you know, in New York. And, of course, on the Power Hour, uh, Arthur likes to highlight, highlight uh, a lot of the New York-centric news, and that's what we focus on. Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting is that there was a story that came out that the NYPD is going to be uh, forming an elite unit that is going to be dispatched to crime-wracked precincts. And I think that's something that we really need. Listen, Eric Adams, you know, uh, the, you know whether you support him or you're, you're critical of him, you're a New Yorker, you want New York to be safe. And that's something that we have in common. It's something I talk about here with Arthur on the show when I'm on. I also talk with, about it with Kevin McCullough when I'm on uh, co-hosting with the Legal Night on Thursdays uh, with Kevin McCullough. Uh, and, you know, listen, New Yorkers want a safe New York. That is the big Biggest agenda on the political docket, if you will, uh, state and city as you come to these elections coming up. Um, and New Yorkers want a safe New York. New Yorker, New Yorkers in New York City, especially when you're dealing with a lot of the crime uh, on the uh, subways and around. And listen, I live in Long Island City, and I, you know, I love my area. I love my area. I have two kids, uh, three and six, and now I'm worried because around our building, uh, I notice more and more uh, homelessness. Uh, and of course, we feel for the homelessness, uh, homeless people, but also people who seem to be exhibiting mental illness. And I get really uh, uh, scared about that. Uh, with my family around, and we want a safe New York. So now NYPD, they're going to be dispatching this new unit, uh, and it's going to be dispatched specifically in areas uh, that uh, will are specifically hard hit precincts with high crime stats. I'm a former prosecutor out in Brooklyn, and we were always cognizant of the precincts with the highest crime stats. So uh, 658 
cops to be reassigned from non-patrol duties to the street. What's that mean? So there's going to be police officers who were not necessarily uh, walking the beat, if you will, now reassigned and put to work on the streets in the areas that need it most. And I think this is a great initiative. Joni, what do you think about it? Yeah, so Imran, I was in Times Square on Friday at rush hour, and I, I literally texted Arthur in all bold. I said, I have not seen one NYPD, and I looked because there were a bunch of naked homeless people in the middle of Times Square, which is funny, but like... I'm kind of sick of it being a regular thing. And I literally couldn't find one police officer. And I do know even when I find them, they are probably a little bit nervous about doing too much because they're being put on camera or they're being watched extra special than they used to be. Also, they're supposed to be private security watching fare beaters. Couldn't find any of those. And they're not supposed to do anything. They're supposed to go and find a cop and tell the cop that somebody's beating a fare. I mean, you know, it worries me. You have little kids. You don't, that's all you need is for them to be in front of a mentally deranged person when they're on a subway system. Right. And Joan, listen, we, uh, you know, I have sympathy for those with mental illness, right, who can't control that, but they, uh, and, and may not be getting the treatment or services that they, they need. But we have to also recognize that we can't have individuals like that just willy-nilly roaming the streets to the point that it's a, a danger, uh, safety uh, issue to people who just want to live their lives, go about their day, go to work, or the tourists, right? We're talking about Times Square, and we're going to have Tom Harris on shortly to talk about uh, one of the points. We're going to talk about crime in Times Square. Um, You have tourists now coming back to the city. Like We're looking out uh, over Fifth Avenue from our offices uh, when we are in the office, and we see you know the tourists are now back on Fifth Avenue in Times Square, and we want uh, safety, not only for the tourists, but that you, you want tourists to feel safe when they come here because that's going to uh, motivate um, the economy in the city. You're going to have all the stores getting more business, restaurants, etc. But we need to have a safe city. And of course, for New Yorkers, New Yorkers want safe cities also. And I think it's going to be a big, big point on Election Day, which is only a week away, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, When you go to the ballot box, I think that people are going to be looking at the candidates and where they stand on crime. It's something that we are really, uh, it really affects us on a day-to-day level. Um, And it's something that we are all concerned about. Um, And, you know, when we come to uh, a point um, in the city uh, where you're, you're afraid to just ride the subway, and I always say the subway is the sort of uh, intravenous system of oh, New York, yes, right? Yes, it is. Um, it's where, you know, it's the, it's the way the city has blood pumping through it, through, yeah. its, through the people in the city. And it's and efficient. It is, yeah, absolutely. And when you have people who are afraid, though, now to take the subway, that's when you know that something needs to be done in New York. And I think it's going to be a big issue on Election Day um, when people come to that ballot box and wonder, what is this candidate going to do for me in terms of crime? Um, but, yeah, we have a great show coming up, right, Joni? Uh, we do. We have uh, Tom Harris. We have Alan Dershowitz. Um, we're going to be having a, a great insight into SCOTUS and some of the cases from Alan. And we're going to be getting the Times Square Alliance update from Tom. So stay tuned here at the Idala Power Hour, AM 970, The Answer. I will tell you that there is no better medicine, for me anyway, than spending time with my children. And when we're healthy, we think we don't need a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. We think we can worry about that when we're older or we become sick. 
and nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. What happens then? The state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years, and they'll help make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So for a free in-person consultation in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, you'll have a consultation with a lawyer. Just call 718-238-6500, Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732 863 Eight eight. Stormy weather since my man Welcome and back I to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I am filling in for the great Arthur Idala. My name is Imran Ansari, and it's an honor to be here, and it's an honor to be here specifically today on this Tuesday, because here at the Power Hour, it is Times Square Tuesday. Not Taco Tuesday, but Times Square Tuesday. And we have Tom Harris, who is the president of the Times Square Alliance. I have had uh, the honor of dining at the table at the AM 970, the answer boat cruise with Tom. He's a great guy, and he's fighting the good fight for Times Square, which, is like again, I like to say, is not only the heart of the city, but the heart of the world. All eyes go to Times Square. Tom, welcome to the Power Hour. And I, I would be remiss to also say, because we were just talking about crime in the city, that you are also a former uh, member of the NYPD. And we were talking, because I'm a former ADA, Assistant District Attorney, we were talking a little about that. But Tom, uh, welcome to the Power Hour, as always. And I'm happy to be guest hosting with you on. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you very much for, for having me. This is the highlight of my week, Times Square Tuesday. So thank you. Uh, 
So, so Tom, let's just dive right in. Let's give us the latest of what's going on in Times Square and with the Times Square Alliance. Well, first of all, um, just let us know. Let let our, our listeners know um, what is the Times Square Alliance. So, the Times Square Alliance is a business improvement district. We're thirty years old. Uh, our mission is to make Times Square clean, safe, and desirable for all those who, who visit. Excellent. And coming into this segment, uh, Alex brought us in with a little Lena Horn there uh, on the uh, the little music reel. Um, today was an exciting day, right, Tom? There was a new theater that was named after Lena Horn. Why don't you let us know what happened today? It's a very exciting day uh, with that new theater. Yes, it was the dedication of the Lena Horn Theater on West 47th Street. And I just listened to Vanessa Williams sing Stormy Weather on 47th Street. So wow. it's really exciting, exciting day in Times Square. Excellent. And um, what, what, what's playing uh, or what's showing uh, at the theater right now? Is there any, any uh, production so we, in play? So Six is showing um, at the theater. It's, it's, been, uh, it, it, it's been performing for about a year now. And um, we also have 30 other Broadway shows currently playing on Broadway. So Broadway very much uh, is back, and uh, it's nice to, to dedicate um, theaters and rename them for these legends. Okay, well, wonderful. First of all, Joni uh, let me know that she's seen that six, two times, so I'm, it must be... I'm aiming for six times. <laughs> there you go, there you go. And, and Tom, I want to ask you, what is the significance of the renaming here? Because, you know, it had a name, I think it was the Brooks Atkinson Theater, and he was someone who was very well known uh, in, in theater, uh, but now it's been renamed. What's the significance of that, and why is it important? So it, 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 it's important because it's a celebration of black women on Broadway and their contribution. So she had a, a very strong connection with the Niederlander family, and they they dedicated the theater and, and renamed it in her name today. Okay, wow. And there's also been a, another recent renaming, right, for Dr- James Earl Jones, correct? Yes, the court theater was um, named after James Earl Jones earlier this fall. Oh, that's excellent. I'm a big James Earl Jones fan. You know, you can't, you can't, uh, that trademark voice Luke, that, you I know, that, exactly, <laughs> you know, you, he's, he's such a yeah. commendable, amazing actor. So I'm, I'm happy. The Court Theater is a great theater, and I'm happy that, uh, you know, it gets, now bears the name of the great James Earl Jones. Um, so I want to now pivot. Uh, Tom, you're not only the president of the Ta- Times Square Alliance now focusing on bringing uh, back Times Square uh, to its pre-pandemic uh, glory, which I think you've done a great job, and I think it's it's really uh, getting there, um, uh, if not there already. But um, uh, you're also a former NYPD uh, officer, right? You were, Tom, were you a detective? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know now, so you 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 know firsthand what it's like to be sort of uh, boots on the ground, having to confront and deal with crime in the city. I mean, you you know you have that firsthand experience. 
Um, and one of the, the big concerns now these days in New York City, I think it's on everyone's mind, and it's going to be on everyone's mind uh, on Election Day, I think, is crime in the city and how things are being handled and what is being done to combat crime. Let's focus on Times Square. I know that you have been uh, meeting with Mayor Adams. You are, uh, you know, weekly, I believe, right? Uh, and, and, and to discuss how crime can be dealt with uh, and countered in Times Square to make Times Square, uh, you know, a safe place for not only tourists, but New Yorkers who love it uh, every day, you know, it being our backyard. Um, so what, what's happening with, with Mayor Adams? What, can you give us a little insight as to how crime is being dealt with in Times Square? So the mayor is very much focused on, on crime and what he could do. And he's been having community meetings uh, to talk, talk with members of the community, hear firsthand from them. I, I was at a meeting last week, and to the person, they were asking for more police uh, to, to, to uh, add to the police department. But I think what's important is we need effective strategies. We don't just need the resources. We need effective strategies to deal with some of the challenges that we face. And while the past solutions involved uh, strictly the police department, I think the 2022 solutions are going to involve all of the city agencies work together. We need to, to strengthen the mental health uh, laws so that, so that people um, who are in crisis and those severely mentally ill uh, can, can be, again, we can get them help before they either uh, get hurt themselves or, um, or they, they hurt someone else. And then we yeah. need to look at ways to deal with repeat offenders. These are, these are the people who, who their job is, is, it seems, to be committing crimes, and we need to come up with effective solutions to address um, them as well. No, absolutely. And, and when's the next time you're going to be meeting with the mayor? So, um, actually, the mayor's on 47th Street uh, right now. Uh, today, I'm going to uh, police headquarters for a community ComStat meeting. Um, so this is this is the traditional ComStat, but they're inviting members of the, the public there. And this is a way of working in partnership with the community uh, to solve some of the challenges that that we face. So this is this is really innovative and getting getting to the folks in the neighborhood who are closest to the to the problems to come up with the solutions. So I really right. and you know I. Um, Commissioner Sewell, Mayor Adams, on these innovative strategies. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I do sense that, you know, th those in City Hall, uh, NYPD, 1PP, everyone knows that we need to address this. And I, I have a feeling uh, people, there's going to be a meeting of the minds and great plans are going to be come out to make sure the city and Times Square is safe. Uh, for those who are uh, in Times Square, uh, visiting Times Square. And, you know, Tom, every time uh, when I am uh, in Times Square, right, and I was there when we recorded uh, live, not recorded, we broadcast uh, uh, live in Times Square. Uh, as a New Yorker, when I just sit back, stand back and look around, I still get that sense of awe. I feel the energy. You know, it's something so beautiful. And New Yorkers sometimes take it for granted. But when you stand there, just take a moment. You know, all of us are rushing around, going to our jobs, going, going to, you know, meet friends, et cetera, et cetera. But when you stand in Times Square and you look around, uh, it gives me so much pride as a New Yorker to see this place full of energy, full of life that everyone knows about or in the world, everyone wants to see. And Tom, you're doing a great, great job uh, with the Times Square Alliance to make sure uh, that, you know, Times Square is 
showing off all its glory to the world and to New Yorkers. So I want to ask you about some of the new things that are coming to Times Square. Um, uh, can you let us know what exciting things are in store for Times Square? Sure. So on Thursday, we're kicking off the holiday season with our show globes. Uh, we're going to unveil uh, the new Aladdin-inspired show globe. Uh, it's going to join uh, Lion King and Wicked. Uh, we're going to going to have, um, have have an event in the in the pedestrian plaza between 45th and 46th at 11 a.m. Uh, and uh, and it's 60 days until New Year's Eve. So we're also going to be launching our Times Square holiday. Um, promotion with our local retailers. Uh, we call it Shop Until the Ball Drops. So for information about this and other things that we're doing, you can visit us at tsq.org. Okay, great. And one, one uh, thing I wanted to ask you about, what's Midnight Art? The Midnight Moment? Oh, so it's the 364 days of the year at 1157. Over 100 screens in Times Square uh, Test uh, a, a public art project. So it really is phenomenal to just stand there uh, in, in the pedestrian plazas and just look at the screens turn and showcase the latest uh, artists. So we do that every night of the year except for New Year's Eve. Uh, but uh, it really is great. If you're in Times Square after a show or after, after a club or, or, or a restaurant, step into the plaza at about 11.57 I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Wow, that just sounds so amazing. And I'm going to take you up on that offer, Tom. Uh, I'm a big art fan. I want to be in the middle of Times Square when that happens. Um, Tom Harris, thank you for joining us on the Power Hour. Times Square Tuesday and maybe Taco Tuesday also. And you could probably find a taco somewhere in Times Square. Uh, but, Tom, well, thank you again. Too, uh, and, um, What's that? There are plenty of tacos to celebrate Taco Tuesday on Times Square Tuesday. Yeah, and we need to get a Times Square taco uh, right now. It sounds great. But, Tom, thank you again for joining us, uh, as always, and good luck with your meeting with the mayor. All right. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. And don't turn that dial because we're going to be back at the Arthur Idala Power Hour here on Times Square Tuesday. It's the Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, where do you want to go? Uh, anywhere. Anywhere. Just pick. Tonight, Travel Night on Radio Night Live, we'll talk about the idea of traveling and some of the great deals you can find and some other great ideas. Linda Perillo, Kevin McCullough, we will see you tonight at 7. This obviously is the official beginning now of the holiday season. Someone's got to have the Christmas party. Someone's got to plan the Christmas party. Where's it going to be? There may still be time to plan one of your holiday parties on the Atlantis Yacht from New York Cruises. Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff will go above and beyond with every detail. If you're put in charge of running these events over the next couple of months or even into the spring, which is it's an unbelievable experience, don't hesitate to look up NewYorkCruises.com to get the information or call 212-633-1231. New Year's Eve, uh, that week between Christmas and New Year's, or, or if you're planning a corporate event, a wedding, an engagement party, an anniversary party, reunions, retirements, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit NewYorkCruises.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. 
It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Greetings, this is Sebastian Gorka. The election is now upon us, and the choice of direction is yours to make. Vote early or vote on election day, but vote. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flex Flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I am sitting in for the great Arthur Idala. I am Imran Ansari, who uh, is your guest host for tonight. And I have right now a very special guest to break down some of the SCOTUS cases that are making the headlines. It is Professor Alan Dershowitz. Alan, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on with you and with Arthur or with Arthur. You're both great lawyers and great uh, radio hosts. Thank you, Alan. And it's always great to have you on uh, on this show. And also, of course, I uh, we had you on last week on the Kevin McCullough show where I host uh, the Legal Night on Thursday. And that was also great, great uh, to get some insight. So I needed to talk to you again because SCOTUS uh, has some big cases uh, on the docket, if you will, including uh, this uh, affirmative action case or two cases uh, that deal with affirmative action, and it has now percolated up to SCOTUS. Alan, can you just let our listeners know what's going on with those cases? Yeah, I think it's very important to know that justices and lawyers who argue before them don't have to tell, uh, take an oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because we did not hear the truth uh, yesterday. I listened to every minute of the oral argument, and I never once heard an accurate description of what Harvard and University of North Carolina are doing. They talk about diversity. They're not interested in diversity. If they were interested in diversity, they would make sure to go out of their way to to admit uh, evangelical Christians and people who support gun ownership and uh, people who doubt climate uh, uh, changes. They're interested in uniformity of views. They just want people with different colored skin. Uh, And not even that, because many African-Americans, as you know, uh, look no different than Caucasian Americans. There are dark-skinned Caucasians and light-skinned African-Americans. It's a question of racial identity, and that doesn't give the kind of diversity that universities ought to have. Also, they claim they wanted the number of blacks to be representative, that they are underrepresented. You know what that means? What that would mean for America, that means that every group should be admitted to colleges or to the bar um, in proportion to the number of people they have in the population. 
You know what that does to Jewish Americans, to Indian Americans, uh, to Asian Americans in general? It creates a quota system of the kind that kept people out of this country for so many years, the beginning of this century, both Asian Americans and Jewish Americans. And, and nobody really focused on the fact that this holistic approach, there were a couple of justices who asked about it, this holistic approach that Harvard uses was invented by the biggest bigot in Harvard's history, its president, uh, A. Lawrence Lowell, who thought that too many Jews were being admitted. They were, quote, overrepresented, and therefore Christians, white Christians, were being underrepresented. They didn't, he didn't have the courage to impose a direct anti-Jewish quota the way Yale did, by the way, and other schools did. He said, we're now going to have character committees, and they'll decide holistically. And, of course, the Jews always rank the lowest in character, as Asian Americans do today at Harvard. It's a cover. It's a pretense. And I wish there had been an honest discussion, but there was not. There was not an honest discussion. If I were teaching a class, I would not have allowed that discussion to go forward without some more truth coming out about what's really at stake here. And, Alan, you know, you know um, Harvard very well. Of course, you are a professor yeah. emeritus at Harvard uh, and have taught there and have a long history with Harvard. Now, you know, I, I think we can agree that affirmative action, when it was first conceived, had, uh, just like bail reform, I was saying, had, you know, uh, aspirations and the good intent when sort of conceived. But in practice, uh, it perhaps has become flawed and is flawed. Do you think that uh, this is going to be a turning point in terms of affirmative action uh, and how it's implemented in the educational institutions in the country? There will be legally a clear um, uh, watershed. But Larry Tribe, my colleague, has already said, don't worry, we'll figure out ways of circumventing the Supreme Court decision. He sounds like, uh, you know, a Southern uh, lawyer trying to circumvent Brown versus Board of Education. <laughs> no, uh, Ron, you and I disagree about this. I think it was wrong from the day it was started. Uh, not only am I in that camp, but Justice William Douglas, the most liberal Justice ever to serve on the Supreme Court in the case called Defunis said, no, there is no room for using race as a criteria. You can use poverty, you can right. use uh, whether you were discriminated against, how much you came up. But when you have the, the son of a hedge fund who's worth a billion dollars, uh, whose mother is a federal judge, who went to Exeter and, and, and a fine prep school, and he has slight and was tutored for years and has slightly lower grades than a white kid from Appalachia whose parents were drug fiends and who beat each other up. And this kid made it uh, by pulling himself up to give an advantage to the African-American rich kid over the poor white kid is the most un-American thing imaginable. You cannot use race. It never should have been done. Justice O'Connor was wrong to say 25 years. Justice Douglas was right to say never, not for one moment, does the American Constitution permit race to be even considered for a minute. And by the way, the arguments in favor of Harvard were so hypocritical. Here's the way it went. The justices asked, how much weight is, is race given? Oh, none, hardly any at all. Uh, race hardly matters. It's, it's a tiny, tiny little tipping point, but it hardly matters. But race isn't important. And then they change and they say, but if you eliminate race, the country will disappear, will fall. Um, you can't have it both ways. 
either race is important or isn't important. And if it is important, it's unconstitutional. And if it isn't important, it's irrelevant. So I think it was a phony set of arguments. Uh, If I were teaching again at Harvard Law School, which I taught for 50 years, I would use the uh, audio tapes of this uh, conversation, of this oral argument to show what oral arguments should not be like (laughs) in the Supreme Court. Well, Professor, that, you know, this could be a, a teachable moment for uh, some of your students going forward. Uh, I also want to ask you, um, and you have represented former President Trump very famously, right. uh, but we also have a SCOTUS uh, decision in which Justice Roberts has delayed the handover of Trump's right. tax returns to the House committee. Um, Alan, what do you think about that? I, you know, I, I just want to get your take. Rather than me spieling on about it, let's hear what, uh, what you have to say about it. Well, first of all, it's a result of pretty good lawyering by uh, Trump's uh, legal team, because all he has to do is postpone it until after the elections. And if the Republicans, in fact, take over the House, which the polls show they might, um, they will withdraw the subpoena, probably. Um, Justice uh, uh, the Chief Justice's decision is not a decision on merits. It's simply a decision to delay it with a deadline for the government to come in in about a week. And then the entire Supreme Court will probably decide the issue. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if they ultimately decided against President Trump. There already are some precedents suggesting that the government, with good cause, has the right to subpoena um, tax returns. In, in my litigation, uh, which I'm bringing against CNN, um, um, the CNN demanded all of my tax returns, and we objected to it. Not that I have anything to hide, but you know, I don't want everybody to know what charities I give to or things of that kind. And the judge ruled against me and said, no, you have to produce all your tax returns, even though we're not seeking uh, damages based on lost income or anything like that. So if an ordinary citizen has to produce his tax returns, If he brings a lawsuit, I can imagine that the uh, court will rule that the former president of the United States probably has to as well. But we don't know for sure. Right. And and Alan, just, you know, that, uh, you know, President Trump is really under a lot of fire in terms of, you know, a lot of cases, a lot of litigation surrounding his attorneys have been fighting back on subpoenas. And uh, for the most part, he's been losing most of those battles. Uh, Do you think that? Uh, going forward, there's going to be any victories in terms of the uh, cases and the uh, Trump's attorneys on those civil cases, at least in terms of protecting some of that information from getting to the public and getting to uh, adverse attorneys? Well, first of all, I think public should have right to general information about former presidents. But um, there's going to be litigation for a long time. Letitia James, who we both know and both like, uh, campaigned on the promise to get Trump. I think she should have been recused from investigating Trump in a civil case. This isn't a criminal case, but it's a civil case. Um, In the end, he's going to be tied up in litigation for a long, long time. Um, The election will determine some of the litigation, but not not others. Um, And, uh, you know, what I worry about is that we're weaponizing our criminal justice system. I'm worried that if the Republicans take over the House as they likely will, we might see them try to impeach Biden, which would be just as bad as the Democrats impeaching Trump. And I would be honored to represent uh, or to speak up on behalf of Biden if he were to be impeached for something that is not 
specified in the Constitution. I didn't defend right. Trump because I'm a Republican. I voted against him twice, and I'll vote, it again. I'll vote against him the third time if he runs, except if he runs against Bernie Sanders. Always great to have Alan on uh, to talk about uh, some of the big cases, including the SCOTUS cases. And I was going to say, uh, you know, I was going to ask Alan or I was going to comment that uh, Alan Dershowitz is the quintessential constitutionalist. So when people give him a lot of flack for representing Donald Trump, they forget that he's also represented many people uh, on the other side of the aisle. And like he just said there, if there was going to be an improper impeachment of Joe Biden, President Biden, he would be signing on or happy to be representing him uh, if that unconstitutional impeachment was to happen. So this isn't about party lines. It's about the Constitution for Alan Dershowitz, who himself, as he says, is a uh, Democrat. So thank you, Alan, for joining us. We're going to take a break. I am Imran Ansari sitting in for Arthur Idala. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Ah, honey, I can't believe you gave me toe fungus. I was so embarrassed. I gave my wife toe fungus for the third time. Even after all the treatments I tried, all the money I spent, now my family was also dealing with this nasty problem. My doctor then told me that toe fungus is not just a cosmetic problem and that it can spread and get worse. He introduced me to a new and different routine that flushes out even the most difficult cases of fungus. It's called Crystal Flush. After just three minutes each day, my toes were looking better and better until the fungus was completely gone. Just imagine finally winning the battle against yellow, crumbly toes and being able to go to the pool or beach in total confidence. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Try it now risk-free. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. Chances are your home financing questions won't end when this show does. So the next time you have a question about home loans, ask the lending experts at Citizens Bank. They can help you every step of the way during the home buying process, starting with getting a pre-approval before you start shopping for a new home. Call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizen Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Do you want your kids to have an edge in sports, school, and overall well-being? Using marijuana underage can derail that. Today's high-potency marijuana has THC levels of 15% or even higher, compared to 4% in the past. Marijuana can have permanent damaging effects on developing brains. It can lead to an IQ drop of up to 8 points when used regularly. It slows reaction time in sports and driving. Studies show one in six youth marijuana users become addicted. Your guidance matters. Parents who set clear rules help their kids stay on track and achieve their goals. Talk to them about the risks of using marijuana. For more information, visit njpn.org. That's njpn.org. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Prevention Network and Impact NJ. 
and aired in cooperation with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Okay, welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I am guest hosting for Arthur Idala. This is Imran Ansari, and I have a real treat. In fact, when Arthur comes back from vacation, all rested up, he's going to be really jealous when he finds out (laughs) that I had this guest joining us. Because, of course, this is the Arthur Idala Power Hour. It is a homage on the airwaves to New York and expressing our love for New York. And what is more New York than uh, hot, a hot dog, a nice steaming hot dog from one of our great vendors uh, in New York City. And perhaps the greatest vendor of hot dogs in New York City is the infamous Hot Dog King. And who is that? That is Dan Rossi. And he is my guest uh, in this segment. Dan, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. And l- ladies and gentlemen listening, if you have been to the Met, Uh, and have seen the carts outside the Met selling hot dogs, chances are you're looking at one of the push carts uh, that is owned by Dan Rossi. And Dan Rossi, uh, who is a veteran, thank you for your service, Dan, uh, has become a real icon in New York. He even has a book out now, which you could get on Amazon, uh, which is really his story. And that's uh, it's called The New York Hot Dog King, From Rags to Riches to Less Than Rags. Uh, but I'm going to stop talking. Dan, can you let uh, us know a little about yourself? Because you have an amazing history. Well, I guess it's not that amazing. I grew up in the Bronx. Um, I just made it to high school, and then uh, right out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, and naturally, that was the time of Vietnam. I, I did a couple of tours in Vietnam. I came out. I met the girl of my dreams. We got married, and we started a family. And within maybe 10 years, I, I started to build these push carts. And um, by 1990, I was the largest company in the history of New York. I had... 499 cars on the street. And then I bumped heads with a guy named Donald Trump who didn't <laughs> want to see veterans on the street. And I fought for the vets and I got them to stay on the streets. So get, or I got them back on the streets. And then the way they told me is you have to be punished. So they took away my 499 permits. And that that's it. That basically was it. You know, I went up with a, a guy who's uh, got problems. And, wow. Uh, you know, and, and Dan, there, I want to talk about that because I, I know in your book, you 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 really uh, give your whole amazing life uh, story Dan. and this, uh, yeah. you know, I'm a lawyer. Arthur Idal is a lawyer. A lot of uh, subjects that we touch on on the power hour deal with the law because we're just familiar with that. Right. And those are the topics yeah. we talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, you uh, with this fight against. Uh, the powers that be, I'll say that. You had a, a lot of legal wrangling and you, you fought the fight. Uh, you ultimately prevailed, but it came to the point that you were sleeping in your carts, right? Can you just let our listeners know what no, no, what no, that was no, all about? I, I, I wasn't sleeping in my carts. I've been sleeping there for 11 years. Tonight I'll be sleeping in my van. This is, this is not that it ended. This is still going on. I started out by sleeping in the carts. At night, so I could hold the location. Then they passed the law that you can't stay in the cart, just for me. So they they know I'm in a van. I'm in a van right across the street from the the carts. I've been there for eleven years now. Wow! And, and so uh, these would be the, the carts. Uh, never uh, end. Wow! Yeah. 
And but the yeah, legal but the battle, the legal do, battle. You, I mean, well, is, is that still going on? Well, well, not actually. Yes, I hate to say that too. We went. We've been through this whole thing with the first with the permits, but now with just being able to work in the park. The the reason where we're allowed to work there is because as disabled veterans, the city, the state protects us, and said okay. we could work there. So what the, now what they're trying to do is they're trying to not say we're, we're push carts. They're trying to say that we're display stands. And by doing that, the Parks Department has more jurisdiction o- over us than the Health Department. And, this, and, and it's a ridiculous argument. It's a really ridiculous argument. But your point was, uh, is it still going on? It, they never stopped. Wow. If and Dan, I just don't... Now, we've, been, we've been to the appellate court three times. Well, wow. I don't get this really, Dan, because, you know, I'll tell you this, you know, it's this is sometimes where I get uh, I don't understand uh, my beloved city and, and the people who are making the rules. Right. You know, because we just had Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance talking about, you know, a lot of great things happening in Times Square. But yeah. hot dog carts, push carts, the vendors, who, you know, who, who sell it, who make their livelihood. That is such a quintessential part of New York that it's something that, you know, we, we almost market to tourists, right? Like, what do you do? You're going to come off uh, the subway, you're going to come to New York City as a tourist, and you're going to get a dirty water dog, right? I know you grill yours, yeah. right? But, like, yeah. that's something which is such a part of New York. Why would the city want to fight back against what we love? Well, and, and where I am in my location, there used to be uh, concessions there that paid the city money to be there. They were not veterans. And the fact that I went there, and because I went there, I opened it up for all the veterans in the city, all the disabled vets to do it. I actually had to go to court just to get them permits. I, you know, I, I did all this for these guys. And, you know, and think about it. Every time a, a disabled vet set up near a concession, the concession went out, disabled vets stayed. You know, so the city always looks at things in dollars and cents. Right. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned on the Times Square Alliance, I met with them, too. There's no love for vets, believe me. There's no love at all. Uh, I've been through it with all the BIDs I, I, well, years ago. Not not now because it was pretty much the war ended with yeah. them. But there's never been any love for us. Only then, you know, hopefully you know, people are listening right now and you have such a great story. Uh, and I really uh, hope people go, you know, get your book and read about it. And really, you know, it brings awareness also to uh, vets and, and, and veteran, uh, the veterans who have who really sacrificed so much. And I love the fact that you're giving back, right? You're a vet yourself. You're giving back to, to vets and you're, you're doing something, uh, which I think is a real service uh, to New York and those who are visiting New York. And, of course, you're there at the Met. And what else do everyone you want? Everyone loves a hot dog. Yeah, everyone loves That's a hot a dog. That's a New York thing, right? a hot dog and a pretzel. Exactly. Well, I have and, to tell you, it's the best hot dog. I got to say that. I got to brag a little I bit. have had your <laughs> hot dogs with my cousins in front of the Met. Yeah. I have two. I have two. I, I think I just recently, well, I think I purchased the, one. The, the, it's the two carts directly in front of the, the entrance. You're over at 82nd Street. You're on the north side. 82nd of that. and 5th, right. Yep. It's, I we, know exactly who you are and where white. you are. I have one, and my daughter Elizabeth, who's also a disabled vet, she has the other. Wow. And that's it. That's all we have. And for us to maintain the spots, I have to stay there every night. And, and Dan, so I, 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 how many carts do you have? Two. 
One. Two. I okay, but one, you once see that's the story, once right? You once had so many, and and you, you, you know, I think I could say this. I think this is uh, in your book, right? You you did really well for yourself selling those hot dogs. You know, we we went like I said, we, we came from the Bronx. My wife and I came from very poor families, and we did something. And when and when we were successful, I said to her, we did this right. We did everything right. We obeyed the law. We did it. We were. In, I'm in a position where I can help people. I'm helping people, and th- and then these, they came after me for helping people. They actually said it. You're going to be punished for doing this because what I did was I went up to Albany and sat down with the governor's people and told them about the abuses of the vets. So the, the governor he turned the, turned it around, and he made sure they got back into Midtown. But like I told you, they had the the, the former speaker of the assembly told me, you, you have to be punished for this. You, who are you to go to Albany? Imagine that. I mean, I never heard things like this. Right. So I said, you know, you do what you got to do. But I'm not moving. I'm not. My position is, is I'm I'm making my stand. Right. And, I'm not going back away from helping these people. Right. And, and, I, and then you, you represented yourself, right? You, you were representing yourself? Well, yeah, sure. I was, wow. Yeah, even when I went one time in the appellate court, I went up there and I, I, I handled it myself. Wow, and I got to destroyed the city. <laughs> Dan, Dan, we're we're running, we're almost out of time. But I want to get you know, there's one time. What you don't move your carts, but except for one event, what is that? The Met Gala, yeah, we have to leave. Well, well, actually, we 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 go down a block from where we are, and then on the day of the Met Gala, we're not there. Down the street again. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, Dan, listen, it's been amazing to have you on. I think we're going to have you on again because you have such an interesting I, I story. And I would love to put you in touch with Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance to see if there could be some synergy there. Uh, because, know. you know, we, we really want to get the city, uh, you know, up and running. It is. It's coming back. It's bouncing back. And hot dogs, hot dogs, I would say, uh, are the, the nutrition, the sustenance, along with pizza and bagels with a schmear that the city needs to keep going. Thank you for joining me, Dan. Yeah, that's it. I'm ready to come back on. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Hot Dog King. Wow. Imran, this was a great show tonight. You're amazing. Listen, I got big shoes to fill whenever Arthur is away, and I got a a, guest host there. But I can't do it without you, Joni, and Alex. And Alex, you you know. uh, So it was a great show. Thank you for listening out there on the Arthur I Dollar Power Hour. Don't you worry. Arthur's going to be back soon. You got to deal with me, though, for tonight. Uh, And thank you for listening. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.